Hi, everybody. This is Sean Theodore, uh, artist, photographer, and uh, you are listening to Studio Noise. the noise you got your pencil sharpened what you got your canvas ready you got your brush in your hand you ready to go ready to do it oh that's the noise that is the noise it's the sound of creation that's what we love right here and this is the studio noise podcast that's noise with a z sponsored by nbaf And if you like your art conversations, very insightful, very intellectual, very entertaining and very black, then this is the podcast for you because black people do art. We make culture and we talk about it all right here on Studio Noise. It's your boy, Jay Barber, uh, the professor. Still, (laughs) I'm still doing it. Uh, Jiggy Jazz is out on assignment all summer long. So I told a girl, don't worry about it. Go ahead. Handle your business. I got it. So. It's just going to be me and you all summer long right here on the noise. I'm going to still keep it rocking. I'm going to still bring you all these great, great art conversations I'm, I'm having, just like the one we got today uh, with my man out of Texas. But we don't talk about that. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, you know, it's opening segment. So usually at this point, this is where me and Jiggy Jazz just got, started talking for long periods of time. <laughs> about nothing about all the stuff we doing and catching up with each other that's just you know we just like each other that's all that is um but you know since it's just me all summer long i'm flying this thing solo uh i want to kick it to you i want to open up a dialogue like y'all can't leave me out here alone just talking to the wind i can't do that to your boy so i'm gonna open up a dialogue with you so every week i'm gonna hit you with a question and i want you to head over to the instagram for the podcast at studio noise podcast and that's noise with a Z, of course. We also have a Facebook um, page with Studio Noise Podcast. Either one of those. Just go up there, uh, answer the questions, keep the dialogue rocking. Plus, if you check both of those, you'll see I'm going to be posting clips from the interview, a little audio clips and snippets and pictures of all the work we talk about and work from, I guess, from the week. Uh, it's going to be great. Also post pictures from all the Studio Noise fam. I mean, this is episode 89 right now. We almost had 90 episodes, almost to 100 episodes. Can you believe it? Two years we've been doing this thing. So we got a big family, big talented family uh, to, to look out for. And so I'm always sharing work that they do and keeping in touch with everybody. And so I want you to keep in touch with us. Like, don't leave your boy hanging all summer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's do this thing together, yo. So this week I watched a video from one of uh, a major artist, big time artist, Mr. Sam Gilliam. Big shout out to him. Uh, still doing his thing. Uh, in, this, in this video, he was talking about art and changing. Check it out. So that it's kind of uh, an activity like riding a bicycle, like practicing tennis by hitting a wall and catching the various reflex. Uh, it's participation. Uh, I like this experience of coming up with something different. That's what I'm here for. And not only great ones, that's what art is supposed to do. I mean, it's supposed to change. 
And he's absolutely right. Right. So then. So this week, my question to you is uh, in the last couple of months. What has changed about your studio practice? Right. I mean, we, we just been through so like a, a major shift in life, like, you know, from being locked down to now we out in the streets protesting. Now stuff starting to open up despite like the dangers or whatnot. We don't know what's going on. So in this time, I know it's been a stressful period. We, you heard us talk about it on the podcast, how we had to deal with it. And so I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I'm going to tell you, for, I'm going to speak for myself. So first off, I lost access to my press and I'm a printmaker. I love printing. So me and I make these giant woodcuts. Uh, I don't have the motivation to sit and carve these giant woodcuts with no real reasonable way to print them. And so I turned away from that a little bit. I got into doing ink drawings and now I find myself doing a lot of painting, right? Painting. And your boy's not a painter, but I've been picking it up. I've been trying it out. Uh, I'm getting used to it. I'm, you know, I'm wasting a lot of paint like my man, <laughs> like a, my guest says in the interview later on. Um, but, you know, that's just a, a thing that I had to do because I still feel it inside that I'm not going to stop making stuff. So I have to find a way to create and like, what do I have around? So I wonder if you out there listening, if y'all have had the similar situations, if you had similar stuff happen, do you feel the need? Uh, to just try something different every once in a while. How has your practice changed over the last couple of months? Right. So hit me up on the IG. Let me know. We'll keep the dialogue going all summer long. It's just me and you. So we might as well get to know each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get to know each other, connect a little bit. Now I'm going to kick it to the interview this week. Uh, we got an amazing portrait painter, amazing artist, good brother down in Texas, Mr. Eddie Fowler. Uh, on the podcast. It was great to hear him talk about his journey in art and how he, it helped him uh, through some hard times and how he uses his art to make portraits to help other people through their tough times. So it was a great conversation to get to talk to him. Uh, glad I got to finally connect with his brother. His work is amazing. Make sure y'all check it out. Here it is. Interview with Eddie Fowler on Studio Noise. We back studio noise your boy jay barber and i'm here with amazing portrait artist oil painting drawer all that good stuff uh artist eddie fowler on the podcast what's up eddie how you doing man hey man good morning to you good morning hey everything everything going i feel good i'm 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 i'm, 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 I'm painting so as long as i'm painting i'm good oh that's what's up man that's what we like to hear and so speaking of painting man you are uh, probably one of the most incredible painters I've seen. Like, is you you've been in a few magazines, like Art Magazine. Uh, you're a member of of the Portrait Society, and I think that's uh, the level of art that I see from you all the time, man. Like, it's it's like, you know, you can see the moisture on the skin when you look at them. Like, it's like stunning likenesses, uh, man. You can paint, man. I I tell you that right now, man. 
I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, man. I done had to put my paintbrush down a couple of times after I looked at your work. No, uh, I, like, I gotta no. go back to making prints. No, no, no. Now I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. I am always a, um, I'm always a work in progress. I'm a student at heart, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I just try to, um, I do look at everybody's art, and um, so I try to balance. I try to balance what I do. So, um, I mean, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to push boundaries. Right. So, um, so normally, you know, it's, it, it takes me a while to complete a piece, you know, nothing, nothing is done fast. And so that's part of, of my process is to just take my time. Just take my time. So if I do get something decent, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is because I'm keeping in mind that uh, I'm a student and that I should take my time and then explore the possibilities of moving my piece in a way that that I feel that's at the level that I should be at at that particular time, you know, um, or better if I can make it better. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So how did you end up settling on portraits? Well, I don't, I don't, uh, well, wow. Wow, man, that's a, that's a long story. Um, you got some time, Eddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now, well, it all start. actually, I, I, I've always done portraits. Um, uh, 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 even when I was in grade school, but once I got to middle school, I had a middle school in, uh, instructor who actually studied under Dr. Biggers right there. Oh, wow. Southern University, um, um, uh, Mr. Charles Scott, and uh, he would he would he asked me to draw a student from life, and uh, I was able to draw that student from life. This was in the eighth grade, so wow. I decided. I say, man, I say, man, I, I didn't know I could do it from life because before, I mean, it was only magazines, you know, yeah. you know, anywhere you can get a photo from, you know, back in the day. So once I started doing it like that, I said, man, that's not, that's not so bad at all. So, so once I got to high school, I uh, did my first commission portrait in the 10th grade. I was, I, I was making $25 a portrait. <laughs> so I started doing it for classmates and I'm like, man, this is, this is some good stuff, man. I think I can do, do a little something with this, you know? That's all right. But, right. Huh? I said, that's all right right there. So, yeah, so, 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 so then once I graduated high school, I actually went to Galveston College. And uh, I had a professor there, Mr. John Stowball, who was an abstract artist. I mean, he did religious abstract paintings. Well, so he always pushed me towards portraiture because he noticed that, hey, man, you can really paint faces. Won't you keep doing that? So, you know, so I picked up some fundamentals, not on portraiture. Um, uh, I don't like that loose term self-taught. Right. Because I'm not, I don't, I'm not self-taught. Um, I do have a, a bachelor's and master's of art. So, you know, so I did study at Galveston College and then I also studied at the University of Houston, Clear Lake. So I did it, but not in portraiture. Portraiture is just something that I've always done to make your question. Uh, I mean, uh, just to shorten it up a little bit. I've always done portraits. Oh, I, I don't know why. Uh, but there was a time when I stopped. 
Oh yeah. I stopped and uh, I was doing a lot of still lifes and stuff like that. And, and, uh, but for some reason it, it just always called me back. So, you know, how some, a lot of times you can tell if somebody is using a photograph or, or painting from life, like even in, at that young age, yeah. did you know the difference? Did you feel a difference in the, what your, the results were based on the photo oh, yeah. and doing it in life? Oh yeah. No, uh, Whenever you paint from, whenever you paint from, your paint quality seems to be loose because you're under time constraints with a model sitting in the front of you. You really don't have a lot of time to be using them a little tiny brushes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You got to mm -hmm. move around. It's, it's about movement. It's about time. Uh, um, uh, and, and the more you do it, though. I mean, you become just a little bit better at it. Um, uh, I'm no pro at it. I'm no pro at it, but I love painting from life. But but for the client's sake, I mean, it is easier on the client if you shoot a photo. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, um, uh, so that so that's kind of, uh, uh, that's the way that I kind of go about that. Um, but But I do try to paint from life whenever. I can. So uh, if I get a commission, I would I would ask the client if they wouldn't mind sitting for an hour and a half quick study uh, 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 from life, you know, just so, just so I uh, uh, I mean, just so I can get familiar with the client's head, right. you know, own eyes, right. uh, you know, big shapes, small shapes. Yeah. So that kind of thing like that. Right. And so you have settled on a medium of oils uh, in your portraits. Have you tried like other mediums and kind of just came back to it or was that where you started? No, I actually started off with acrylics because in high school, they won't let you fool with oils. Because mm, uh, of the so solvents. So. Because of the solvents. So we all use some acrylics or watercolor or pastels. So I started off doing acrylics. And um, did that all through high school. And then I think when I started going to Galveston College at about 18 or 19 years old, that's when I started trying oils. It was hard at first, you know. Yeah. I couldn't figure out. Well, uh, oils, man, that's a medium that you, yeah, you have to play with, but you have to be safe about it too. So at the time, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about it. And um, uh, so my instructor, um, same instructor, you know, uh, he would, he would, um, he would sort of give me bits and pieces. Uh, so he would let me screw things up for a while. And, uh, then they say, Hey, uh, um, uh, uh, why didn't you try this? <laughs> I'm like, man, why you ain't tell me that before? Man, I'm going to be using this stuff and it's wrong. Yeah. But you know, but you know, you pick up little stuff, yeah. you know, here and there. So yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was. Yeah. So to answer that, I did acrylics first, I did pastels first, and then I drew first. So oils came, um, you know, 18, 19 years old, something like that. Okay. And mm -hmm. then, so did you like the other mediums or or no? Yeah, I, I did. But for me, oil gave my paintings a life presence, mm. breath breath you know you mm -hmm. know they sometimes you could just feel it grow and uh, you could feel it breathing and you're like man I, man i love it. and then 
it's pliable. It's 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 pliable. It's I, I mean, you can really move it around, man, any way you want to move it around. And uh, it's forgiving more so. I thought watercolor wasn't that forgiving, but uh, but I also ran across some instructors at a workshop, you know, because I got some good friends down this way. So I would take their workshop um, uh, because they took my workshop. So we go back and forth and they were able to lift watercolor almost as easy as oil, which I was surprised about that. Mm. So so to go back to oil, I like oil more so. I, I, I mean, even though some of these other mediums, you can basically go over the top. O oil, you can you can retard the drying time. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I can I could use a particular medium for oil that keep it wet for a whole week mm. uh, if I want to. Yeah. So uh, so you know so that's kind of my 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 love for oil is that the fact that I could I could work with it for a week if I want, or uh, <laughs> I could dry it up in a day. Right. And uh, it just seems to be so uh, real to me. Uh, yeah. And and uh, so, you know, you have these beautiful colors with oil, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I love about your paintings is it, it is such a, a lushness, uh, especially in like the darker people's skin tones, like it's, <laughs> like it's a, like it's a, a richness, richness to it. That, mm -hmm. uh, that you can't really get from any other medium. Uh, I'm I've always been a little scared of oil paints myself, <laughs> but I'm not a painter. I'm a, I'm a printmaker, so you know I'm not trying to trying to go as hard as you do. It looks hard. That's to be honest with you. No, no, it's not. It's it, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's like any other medium. If you if if you play with it long enough, you know. If you yeah, get in there and and and. And so now I've had some private students and 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 uh, one of our big things is waste some paint. If you get in there and you waste some paint, I mean, man, you will be just as good as anybody else with it. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. any medium there, you know how it is, you know. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. I tell, them, tell the same yeah. thing to people in printmaking. Just got to gotta make a few prints before you get there. You got there. It is, there it is, man. You nailed it. You nailed it. So. That's awesome. So, so you've been on this art journey for a long time. Like, what, what, oh, is, what has kind of been the arc of your career? Uh, to let people know, the arc of my career. Yeah, uh, like you started off doing, uh, you know, the twenty-five dollar porches in middle school, and you went to school. Like, uh, what happened after that? Like, what, what kind of did you get into? No, I, I, man, I dabbled and dabbled in a whole bunch of stuff. You know, um, uh, um. But uh, with art, uh, it's always been it's always been a slow thing. Yeah. Um, um, so to to for me, so the, there was never any big moment. Well, well, well. There's been a couple of big moments recently uh, uh, within the past two or three years. But other than that, it's just been going along creating, man. Uh, um, uh, I've spent a many many years creating art for free i mean i i i i mean that's kind of an odd i mean that's not good for people to really <laughs> really you know to really hear or to really but but it's it's just i've just always done it for the love of it you know i mean the passion behind it um but i've never really had no huge no huge 
Um, I'm still searching if uh, if that makes any sense. Oh no, that makes perfect sense. And you know, and I think that's a a good thing to hear too, because uh, we do spend a lot of time on the, on here on this podcast trying to, you know, get people, um, you know, excited about doing art. Um, oh yeah, keep them inspired about exploring their career. But I think what you're saying is just as valid. Where it's, it's, it can art can be something that you just love, and you yeah. do it, you know, just for the love yeah. of it. It doesn't have to. You don't have to add all the technical, the business stuff, and you yeah. know, all this other stuff to it. Like if you if you do it and find enjoyment and just doing it for the love of it, then that's just as valid right. as anything else. Exactly. Exactly. And now that uh, um, now I do focus on the business side of it. I'm just, um, as you get, as I've gotten older, um, the technique part, I'm a little bit past that thought process, but I'm still trying to improve. And then I'm trying to improve on the business side of it as well. So I'm not totally just, just out of the, out of the, you know what I'm saying? The thought process. Yeah, I get it. business yeah exact marketing part and all that i do try to get myself out there just a little bit more um and so you know it's 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 just a slow process i'm i'm a slow person when it comes to stuff <laughs> yeah i really am i, I mean i'm no i'm no ain't nothing uh, wrong with that <laughs> yeah 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 you know shoot but well, that's cool, cause so like so actually going along. So I'm assuming that you've had like other jobs, and and how did you manage kind of having an other job and your art at the same time? I've always painted whenever time permits. So if it's late night, I will do it. If it's early morning, I will do it. If it's weekend only, then I'll do it. I mean, uh, 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 so you know, whenever I just never let anything get in the way. Um, I've had, I've had personal, I've had personal debts from people close to me. Uh, part of a way for, for me is is to is art. Art is very therapeutic for me. So you know, so it's it's. Uh, I always find time for it. It doesn't make a difference what's going on. Uh, I mean, I mean, because it was there before. A whole lot of things were there. It's always art. Art was there. when I was. I don't mind telling y'all this, but when I was five years old, my mother was killed. Mm. I was, I was. So the only thing I really had, you know, I had family members. You know, I had my, I had my dad, but, uh, but art was there more so than anything else. So I would sit and draw uh, spaceships, and I would sit. I'm talking. I was doing that before my mother was killed, but once she was killed, then I became really one of these people that sort of, uh, 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 I was just closed in. So I would draw all the time, muscle men, spaceships and all kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. So, you know, so art, art for me has always been therapy. It's been a friend. So, yeah. So, you know, so whenever I'm uh, struggling and stuff, I always, uh, I always go back to art. Yeah, always come in my room, and uh, so even if I don't paint, yeah, I just sit there and just look at it. Uh, that is, you know, just to figure out what's next on it. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the story I hear from a lot of people. That's my story. Like, and many of I didn't have any deaths, but I was I was a very introverted kid. Um, yeah. And so, art using comic books was my way in. And so I kind of started drawing Spider Man and X Men, and you know, wanted to be a comic book artist for a long time. Till I ended up going to school and and getting exposed to more. I grew up in a, a small town in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. you know, it didn't have a lot of exposure to art. You know, in in professionally, you know what I mean. Whereas, like, yeah. you didn't really see it as an option for you to do it, even though I loved it. It wasn't until mm-hmm. I got to college and saw other people making art like for a living until mm-hmm. that kind of changed me. And got me to really like embrace it and go with it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so I think that's that's a that's awesome, man. Sorry, sorry about your mother getting killed and stuff like that. No, no, no. no it was. Uh, 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 I mean, it was it was at at, at that particular time. Yeah, you know, it was a lot going on. Um, uh, so you know, you know how it is. You yeah. know, I mean, families and stuff. You know. And so, uh, so yeah, but thank, thank you. Though. No, mm-hmm. and that brings me to, and we, you know, I was gonna break in with like discussing some specific works, but since you mentioned that about your father, uh, you've done a couple of, of portraits for your or your father. Um, yeah, tell me about um, the one Eddie Flyer Senior uh, that's on your website. Uh, with him sitting on the porch. No, it's that's not on, it's on your IG, but it's um, it's him sitting on your mm-hmm. porch. Like, tell me about that. Tell uh-huh. me how that, that experience, because uh-huh. it, it seems like you had a, a big mm-hmm. bond with your father. And kind of what it's did called it mean? Good life. Yeah, good life. There you go. Yes, uh, yes, and, and kind of what did it mean for you to be able to capture him in that position at that time? How that conversation? Okay, so what happened was my father was, di- it was diagnosed with dementia mm. about three years ago. And so, uh, but you know, but we noticed some stuff even before then. I was noticing some changes when I would go and uh, visit him uh, um, uh, because he, uh, he, uh, he lived down the street. He lived down the street from me. So um, I would go and ask him questions about his childhood. Uh, he was having trouble remembering things in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that, but his childhood stuff. It was so interesting to hear he had a nickname, which was Big Dog, which was so funny, man. <laughs> and uh, so and so he would tell me these stories of how he would take his candy and stuff. You know, he was a bully. I say, you were a bully? He said, yeah. And uh, he would tell me stuff about church and how he was an altar boy. And uh, he and the priest would sit in the back of the church and then drink the wine. <laughs> it was Catholic though, before it was blessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, look now, we were drinking it in the back and he said it was so good. It was so good because they imported it from Italy. Wow. I said. So some of the stories he told me and uh, the porch, my dad was a heavy smoker. The porch became our our conversation spot because I couldn't take the cigarette. I don't smoke, so I could not take the cigarette smoke mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, he so I would ask him to come on the porch. So the porch for me was uh, really 
it was more than just a porch. It was my dad and I linked to to great conversations over the past, I say, um, fifteen years. Because one 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 other thing about the porch is that my dad was was old school. You know, he's he's from St. Martinville, Louisiana. And at the time he grew up, you know, they didn't care nothing about the air condition. Mm. So we're in Texas, right? The heat in Texas, it gets really hot where we are. With my dad, I would go over to his house and there would be no air running. Ooh. So besides the cigarette smoke, you have cigarette smoke and then you have no air condition running. My dad and his wife, they just didn't get cold. They just, they just, <laughs> they were old school. Yeah. So they would have a fan running. But uh, no, so 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 you know, so that's another part of the porch. But but anyway, to go back to the porch, the connection he and I mean, it was just great, great conversation. So throughout life, the title "Good Life," and my dad had been telling me since he was about. He told me that he thought he should have uh, probably died in his late fifties. He said that I that. I, that he thought that he would probably live to his late fifties. I have no idea why. He just celebrated his eighty-third birthday nice. uh, last week. Nice. Last week, but he but he was thinking that he would, um, you know, he would go before then. So he, the phrase "good life," he would say, "If God wants to take me right now, I've had a good life." And then he would start naming some of the stuff. Some of the stuff I can't say on the podcast. <laughs> But he he was uh, naming some of the stuff, and I said, "Wow!" <laughs> I said, "Pa, I don't think I'm old enough to hear some of the stuff you're telling me, man. Let's just keep it PG rated, you know." But yeah, but you know, but that, but that, but that's kind of how how the title. So my so my my thing was, you know, even when he said all that, he still. My dad never really was a God fearing man, but because he helped so many people. I I decided within that piece to put the circle. He was a God fearing man in his own way. Right. He would always give. He gave a lot, and uh, he would he would cook. He would cook for for his family, uh, uh, nep- uh, nieces and nephews. Every Sunday they would go to the house, and everybody would eat. My dad was a cook by trade. You know, he cooked he cooked a long a long time, and then even with dementia right now. When I visit him, well, now we have to look at him through the window, which is a hard thing to do. Mm. So I ask him, so I would ask him what he did today. And the first thing he would say is, oh, boy, shoes. Oh, boy, shoes. I'm tired, man. Shoes. Uh, man, I cooked for three or four parties today. I'm so tired. Even today with dementia, he still thinks he's cooking. Mm. So, yeah. So that's part of what he called good life as well. So so that that that, that was that particular uh, a portrait that I wanted to, to you know, to have a storyline behind it, uh, uh, to have a narrative, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think it's powerful. I think you Thank can you. see it Thank even when you see it, like you not knowing the story. I can tell that okay, this man uh, was something special to you as an artist <laughs> because you put yes. so much life into it and so much energy, and even like just using that little circle around his head uh, where you're <laughs> not giving him not. Uh, a mark of divinity, right? Right, you're just right. Giving right. him, um, uh, uh, you're exalting him, right? I'll exactly. say it like that. 
And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh that was a real powerful piece, man. That's a really strong piece. Thank you. I really Thank like you. that one. Thank you. Is that one of your favorite pieces too? Or do you have Oh a definitely. Oh definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I I don't like really quoting artists, but but I think it's true the way one of your favorite pieces is uh, is always the next one you create. You right. Know? Yeah. You hope you hope you hope you can get even better, you know, like, man, can I, and then what can I do to make myself better? You know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of, so to answer that, yeah, but it is one of my favorite pieces because it, it's a little bit more personal. Um, I mean, it's not like doing a portrait for somebody. It was personally done for me. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I have some older siblings and stuff, you know, so we all kind of, uh, yeah, uh, well, we all kind of gravitate to it, you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's great, and so that kind of brings me to uh, thinking about the difference between doing like a commission portrait and like something like that. Where uh, I think with that one with the good life, you had uh, an idea, you had something you you felt emotionally that you wanted to connect to and wanted to express, and. But as you move into portraits, it becomes a much more of a transaction. Well, it is a transaction, like specifically. Uh, and so, as you start that process, like how do you how do you start it? How do you go about um, beginning one of those one of these paid commissions? Well, um, I mean, after you go through all of the the meeting with the person and stuff, and then you discuss, you know, you know, size and price and whether it's formal or informal or is that a or, is that a long process like even that conversation it's not it's not, it's not long I, I mean you can actually i mean it could be summed up fairly quick you know with a meeting or two and uh so you know once you do that you know you get uh, into the area to where the artists start to get excited mm-hmm. once you start starting it you know uh, i mean once you start it you know you get into the the fine part of it. So, uh, so y'all get together. And uh, so you do the study, you do the study and you sit down and you get to know the person. You don't have to know the person personally to really feel. You just want to get a feeling of the person by seeing them, talking Mm -hmm. to them. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's, 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 it's as a portrait painter, you want to make sure you do what they want. And uh, it's not so, it's it's not so much about yourself, but you leave room in there to put yourself as you start painting. Um, uh, once you get into it personally, you know I, I'm not psychologically trying to figure that person out, not at all. But I want characteristics of that person to create their likeness. So it's not all about copying the person from life. And then it's not also about copying the person from a photograph exactly either. It's about creating creating a portrait that has character to it, that has personality to it. So, um, so you know, you storytell. So, um, so whenever the person look at it, they can say, "Wow!" Even if even if the likeness in the face is not spot on, if you get some type of characteristic of that person it will seem more like the person 
than the actual trying to copy the photo or the person exactly from life. Right. If you get a gesture, if you get a head movement, a tilt, or anything that family or friends say, wow, that's exactly how he holds his head, you know, mm-hmm. and and she smirks her lips or whatever, whatever the case may be. So so that's kind of the how uh, how I go about starting the portrait is, you know, you have a couple of meetings with the with with I mean, you have a couple of meetings with your client. And uh, so, you know, you you strategize, you talk about how you want it, what they want. And then always listen to my client. I listen to them. Uh, So. I mean, just so you will, just so I can remember, hey, it's not about me, really. Right. But not saying you can't put yourself in there, because as you start to paint, you start to discover things. And uh, I mean, it it falls into place anyway. So um, I don't think there's one piece that, that I've painted that the struggle wasn't so real that it didn't become a part of me. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I, I didn't put a part of me in it. I don't think that one single piece, um, uh, because somewhere in there, even with all the little studies I do, it's still once you get into the actual portrait, you're like, wow, you're still uh, finding things that you miss in the studies. Right. It's become uh, a part of you as an artist. Uh, exactly. Is, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I like that. Yes. And so what, yes. uh, when the people come to you, like, what are kind of the main reasons why they want a portrait in the first place? Like you mentioned, like um, some posthumous stuff. Um, like what, yeah. are, what other reasons do people come to you for these? Uh, 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 um, uh, I mean, they just want to honor somebody. Um, gifts, gifts, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they could be a gift, you know. It's For me, it's either gifts or, or posthumous portraits, which I get a lot of those, which that's what I'm working on right now. Mm. And, uh, but, but that's basically the, the, the reasons why that I've, that I've ever, I, I'm, I mean, you know, every one of my portraits have uh, basically been about, uh, it's about a gift. and I am an amazing printmaker here from New Jersey and this is Studio Noise and we out. Is the posthumous um, commissions harder? Like because the person is not there and they kind of have this kind of fondness for like somebody that's not there anymore? Man, uh, they can be extremely hard uh, most of the time the information, the reference material is very poor. Mm. Um, uh, so like I did one of a guy, uh, the photo was from 1940 something. It was his grandfather. And um, I mean, you can imagine what a 1940 something photo looked like. Well, yeah. it was head and shoulders. Well, he wanted a full body. Oh, wow. So so we put his body because 
And as I was painting it, he said, well, could you make the shoulders broad? So I can make the shoulders broad. So could you do this? Could you add this? It was it was just a constant. Uh, portrait painting is definitely uh, about patience. If you don't have the patience, don't waste your time doing it. It's about patience and and especially patience with the client. So so what makes a posthumous portrait hard mostly is if the reference material is bad. I've had to turn down a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't even see. I, I've had people that would send me photos where it was a Polaroid from the sixties. Oh wow! And, and uh, so the face would be like, like an eighth of an inch. Oh, I'm like, really? You want me to do something with it? You know, you can't, you can't really. Uh, so you know, so you tell them. Well, you know, I'm, I, I mean, anybody would like to make the money, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, but but I'm after quality. If I can't give you what my standards supposed to be, then I don't want to do it. Yeah, no, it's not worth it, man. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't do them any any good either. No, like to kind of get a half half ass picture of like somebody exactly. they, they obviously love, like you know, exactly and, true, and want to like have something of them in their home. Like it doesn't do true. them any good to. to Give him some busted up portrait <laughs> just to true. just to do it. True, true, true. So um about how long do you, do these usually take? Like what's the what's the common size and kind of what um how long does would it take you? Well, because I chose to have a because I chose to have a full time job for insurance benefits and other things, uh a portrait could take between for me, between two months to six months, it depends on the size, the scale, and the difficulty of it. Right. Uh, I do work on it constantly. I basically work on one piece at a time. It's hard for me to work on more than one piece at a time. So I would come in and fight with that thing just about every day, at least five to six to seven days per week sometimes. So I, I would just keep on. And uh, so I have a friend that said, man, what do you do that long on a face? I just... Until I feel like it's 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 what I'm looking for, I, I just keep painting fat over lean, mm. uh, and uh, so you know, so it builds up a surface that's rich. I think you know, and 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 uh, not that I'm going for that. If I could finish it within a month, then I would. You know, it just depends. It depends. If it's a smaller portrait, yeah, uh, it may take a month. Or uh, so you know, because remember, I'm not I'm not rushing. Uh, there's some days, as I said earlier, that I may just come in here and just sit and just look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tired some days, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, some well, I do paint a lot when I'm tired, but 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 sometimes when you when you know you're just going to repeat things, you you're wasting your time that day. Then you don't do it because there's no painting by numbers. It's 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 me sitting down. Mixing paint, you know, mixing, mixing, thinking about color theory, thinking about how I want to work this stuff. And so, it's, yeah, so that's kind of, you know. Yeah, I dig that. How big How big a, of a palette do you use? I have two palettes. I have one that's on a, uh, a, uh, a, a stand. It's uh, probably a two, it's probably a two foot by two, two by two. 
Okay. And uh, so then I have one that's in this little, uh, 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 you've probably seen them yourself. It's called mask. What is it called? It's a little, it's a little box. Uh, it's called Ma- Ma- Masterson. Oh yeah. 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 I know that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a white block. So, so, but I, but, uh, but I go between glass and uh, paper. So, you know, so I have a glass palette, but I mostly use a glass palette before and uh so that's kind of how yeah do you do you have like a limited um color palette or you kind of get whatever you need and to get your things skin tones i used to would say that i used to get whatever i need but i noticed the more i paint the more there's certain colors that i like using for skin tone right and uh so but it's i i wouldn't call it a limited palette because if i see a color that i just I could mix it, but it still won't be the same one. Then I'll go searching for it. And uh, and uh, so I would purchase it because because I know portrait, the clients are particular in what if they chose a certain shirt or dress or blouse or whatever, they don't want you to get close to that. They pick that because they like that color. Right. So, you know, so you have to think about, wow. Uh, so so let me see, can I go find that color? Because I, I don't think that I could mix it. Because, you know, all colors, some colors, I, I mean, they are, as you know, you know, uh, I mean, they, you know, they may, they chemically made different. Uh, I mean, they have all these different, I don't know how to go about saying it, but you know what the I'm saying. The pigments and stuff, yeah. The, yeah so, yeah, so, you know, but it's generated through a program. Right. Uh, it's not one of those uh, fundamental colors you would you would just, you know, primary, secondary, mix those suckers together or anything or try it or whatever. It's not in that, you know, uh, it's something that's way out there that a, a particular weird shirt or blouse color. So. So, yeah. So. So to answer that, that's the only time that my palette would change. OK. I think about a, a piece of yours. Um, Twenty three song. Um where mm-hmm. you have the is a guy, the young man, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the red shirt on and the red hat, and the background uh-huh. is kind of greenish, and it's like uh-huh. uh, it's a field with a cow and like a bird, like a, a dove flying. Twenty third Psalm, that portrait is of my son. That, oh, okay. that uh, that's my son. Yeah, and 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 uh, so the idea is that he was going through some things. And so I wanted to show his growth, his growth as a young man. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, he's heavy into the church and everything. And uh, so, you know, so I kind of wanted to show his growth. And uh, so, you know, uh, the dove, the dove is a peace. It's a peace uh, sign, you know, uh, anytime you see the dove, the olive branch and stuff. And then and then the uh, the lamb, I don't want to go off on it, but the lamb, it's about Christ. Mm-hmm. And so there's a circle that's behind him uh, as well. So uh, it's uh, and, and and so the circle is also some uh, symbolic of Christ as well. And so I just wanted to sort of give a small narrative of where he's at at this time. And uh, so, you know, so putting him within that landscape, um, uh, you know, soft and put in nice and soft, you know, it 
it it uh, it really gave a rich feeling to it for me, and uh, 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 that really helped to tell his story uh, at this time. So, the, so that's kind of what that piece was about, you know. Uh, yeah, and I, I, that's another one of the the great ones I like um, compositionally uh, with the colors. Uh, the red and the green balancing out with the blue. Mm-hmm. There is a softness to it, but it is like a, a there's some depth to your shadows that you like achieve like somehow that um mm-hmm. just around his skin skin tone around the mouth, but you still have the hair on his face that is still separated. Like how do you get that kind of of depth uh, to the shadows and stuff? Uh, uh, well, uh, well, the old, the old, the old, the old principle basically is, um, uh, I call it, um, I call it relative value, meaning that some people, whenever they paint shadows, uh, they put the reflective light in there, they put it in too strong. Mm. It's way too strong. So you kind of have to sit back and, and say, well, okay. I need this. How dark can I go in the shadow? Uh, from me teaching, I taught 10 years at Galveston Junior College. What I've noticed is most students go either, uh, either they would go, uh, uh, they would draw or, or paint just in the middle value area. They would not exploit the whole value scale. So I keep in mind that when I'm painting, it's okay to go darker with your darks and then lighter with your lights. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, uh, 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 you can create depth. And and so with the shallow area, um, uh, I really try to explore uh, darks in it. Darks in it, but I also think about the reflective light as well that should go in there. But so, but that reflective light is controlled. It's not out of control. It's controlled to where you're not making it too strong and that it's popping forward because it needs to recede. Mm-hmm. And so that thought process always comes into play when I'm painting um, um, uh, any shadow area, whether it's a cool it, it, and And then that bleeds into temperature. Uh, I, I mean, whether you want the shadow warm or you want it cool. So, uh, so that's kind of a, uh, I mean, that's sort of help with creating that depth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, knowing the temperature change and uh, uh, looking at color, looking at color for the sake, not for the sake of color, but for, uh, but always think about color value, always think about the value of the paint that you're putting down rather than just the color. Yeah. And I think that's a, a testament to your, you could describe it as patience, uh, but it's also um, part of your technical skill in applying the paint and mixing the colors. And like uh, you probably have so much experience doing that. It, it almost feels second, second nature to you, um, especially you have like pieces like uh, the Nipsey Hustle piece. The tribute mm-hmm. piece that, I, that you did was uh, was particularly striking to me because, uh, you know, these portraits, man, you you have the ability to capture likeness um in a fascinating way man like it like you know exactly who the person is supposed to be like when you see it and then the nipsey hustle piece that you did uh even mm-hmm. like the words and stuff in the background like it was was such a beautiful um technically beautiful piece not just like aesthetically beautiful but like um 
Like, how do you how do you come to do the Nipsey Hustle piece? I mean, you don't sound like you're a Nipsey Hustle fan, like well, automatically. Man, I I, I was I'm, well. I'm gonna start from uh, from the beginning with that. Uh, actually, one day I was on Instagram. So I saw, I didn't know nothing of Nipsey. I "I am not a rap follower. Not at all. Not at all. Now, I like some of the old school rap. And then when I say old school, I mean old school. Oh, man, I feel you, man. uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, so when I, so when I saw it, I said, man, somebody killed a young man. So it was interesting to me. So I started looking at all the videos. I started looking at every, all the information and I was hurt that this young man was trying to do something. He's trying to be positive. And then somebody decided to take his life and he had two young kids and, 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 and they, but you know, but I know there's some other things that go along. There's a lot of people that were saying a lot of stuff, um, but I gravitated towards him uh, because I knew nothing of him, like I said, because of his storyline, because of what happened to him. And uh, also what he was doing positive. Mm-hmm. So I first did a drawing of him, you know, and and uh, uh, so I was, I wasn't convinced that I wanted to do a big a big painting of him yet. But the drawing came about first, you know. It, it was a charcoal drawing, and uh, so and so my goal was to paint his portrait from the drawing. So, uh, so I was on Instagram, and this this excellent artist. His name is Raheem Milton. I don't know if you know Raheem. Oh yeah, I know Raheem. Yeah. Well, the uh, well man, he posted this video of Nipsey talking about what art should be. Now, I've gone through all this school. I've listened to a lot of people, but I've never heard anybody describe art what art should be in that way. And I thought that was just incredible. So those are the words that's behind him on, on that painting, which I still have. I mean, describe art. That's when I knew that I wanted to put it into a painting now based off of my drawing. Uh, 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 so, you know, so I did use a reference, always use a reference piece. But once I do the drawing, I was always taught to paint the way you draw. Mm. So I try to put things in there that, that's towards my drawing. So um, uh, so that's basically how the Nipsey Hustle piece came about. As I said before, I, I don't know nothing of him. And uh, 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 I was trying my best not to jump on the bandwagon with everybody else and then just do right. whatever trend. Right. I try yeah. not to do that. I try to be more of a creative a narrative painter that creates a little bit more from, you know, from unknown people if, uh, if possible, you know? Yeah. But, but Nipsey Hussle just fascinated me, man. I, I mean, his story, I, I mean, uh, I mean, this guy was so smart and even though I'm old enough to be his father, he was still with all the schooling I've had. I've never had anybody to break down what art should mean. It should be done at your own pace. It should be done on on a prolific level, not just creating, but really creating and it's finding you personally. 
you know, just things he said like that, things that I've always thought about, but but they were never put into words. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So that that's how that that's how that Nipsey Hustle piece came about, man. It's uh it it, it all started off with that with me just on Instagram. Just just moving my thumb, just scrolling down, saying, "Hey man, who is this guy?" And what happened? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that, and I think that's um that's why I like talking to people because I would have never known that uh, all these different influences that you have, like that you're taking in and adding to your work. Uh, I think that's fascinating, man, especially coming from uh, so many different styles of art. You like because um, it's such a traditionally. Uh, technical masterpiece that is not what you typically see attributed to like hip hop figures or you know what I'm saying or 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 people that's out in celebrity. I think you you elevated it um in a certain way. So it's good that you can take and use your talents to express something like that. I think pe- that's what people need to hear, you know what I'm saying? That that you're not just um a one note kind of person. Like you you're exploring still, like even now in the process, exploring. Um, you mentioned drawing a drawing a little bit. I'm I'm gonna hit on that a little bit. I'm gonna bring okay. up a drawing uh, a beautiful flower of of yeah. a, a sister uh, looking at a rose, and mm-hmm. you you have a lot of drawings on your on your page, and you you said that you start your portraits off with these kind of studies, these charcoal drawings. Um, tell me about a beautiful flower and kind of describe your drawing process to me a little bit. Mm. Okay, so. Uh... Well, well, I always use a family member as a model. That's my daughter. So, uh, so you know, so my daughter. Have I hit on your whole family during this interview? Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't know that. That's okay. Though. That's okay. That's okay. Though. But, but you know, but she's uh, um, at the time. At the time, she was about twelve. You know, she was about twelve, maybe thirteen. And uh, 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 she was going through this through this identity thing, and uh, 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 being a dark, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm, I mean, being a dark sister, you know, young sister, you know, uh, 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 she has a lot of friends, you know. I, I mean, they were Hispanic, you know, white, you know. She just have a bunch of different friends, you know. She's a real good kid, you know. And uh, so, you know, she kind of was going through this thing to where she was. Uh, I mean, she. Uh, I, I mean, she. Uh, she wasn't liking the. She wasn't liking the color skin she was in. She didn't like her hair, uh, her lips, and everything. That was the first piece. I, I mean, that was the second piece that I did on it. There's another piece uh, 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 that I actually described a whole bunch of stuff on there, which is. Uh, which is about racism, really. And uh, that particular piece was not just about her. It was about what any young, if you're, I, I don't care if you're Hispanic, if you're white, if you're black, it didn't make a difference. Except who God has made you because you are beautiful as you are. That's what that piece, and that piece was called um, Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. That was the first piece that I did, but this particular piece uh, was what uh, it was. It was basically letting my daughter know, or anybody that's going through something, know that hey, you are a beautiful flower as well. So it was simple. I put, and so the half circle is around it because again, you know, 
I mean, that's symbolic of Christ or any higher power, however you want to take it. And, uh, you know, just to let them know, uh, you are a product of God. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. So maybe that, maybe just had to reset. I don't know. Phones get weird after a while. Yeah. Uh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But, all right. But what we were talking about the Porch Society, like how'd you the get porch, into that? The Porch Society. Yes, sir. Well, I started going there possibly in, uh, in 2006. A friend told me of them. And so they... And so they've only done this one time, but they did it in Dallas, Texas. So I, I said, man, that's interesting. Because I was a big follower of some of the portrait painters that were going to be there. Right. So I wanted to see them. And it was so exciting to see what they did, you know, because they do like a lot of demonstrations. They do. A, it's a lot of stuff that go on. So that was my first experience was 2006. And then I decided to go to Washington, D.C. with them in 2010, I think. And then there were, I was still a member, but there were a few years to where I just didn't go. Uh, So I picked it back up in 2016, I think. And then I submitted uh, a portrait of my uncle, Uncle Martin that i won a certificate award for so uh so yeah so they and and then so that was in 2017 and then in 2018 i won another certificate from them of a portrait that i painted of john and becky senegal so you know yeah yeah uh, i remember that i remember that portrait that was a great portrait Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, and so that's sort of been my 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 deal. We'll suggest you know, you know, just keep in contact with them, um, uh, and uh, 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 just going there, just seeing artists, you know, friends and stuff. You know, there's not many of us. There's not many of us that go to it, and uh, why do you think that is? Uh, 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 people of color. I get. I don't. I don't know. I guess we just don't feel that connection or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, every time I come across a portrait artist friend, I always tell them, hey, man, I, I mean, it'd be nice just so our face to show up, you know. And uh, 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 but it's uh, as you know, you know, uh, it's always a tough sell for us. Um, I, I mean, it's just I, I, I love uh I love art. Um, uh, so for me to just go there and, and to see what they're doing, and uh, I never compare, though. I do not compare to what I do because I know that God God made us all different, you know? We're mm-hmm. different, you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, you know, so you should accept who you are technically. I don't let anybody change what I do far as technical things because, I believed in my instructor, Mr. John Stovall. So that, so the stuff he taught me, you know, has really pushed me. So to go back to the portrait society stuff, you know, you pick up a lot of things you can use, you know. So it has benefited me to go there, to be a part of it. Uh, but what I do know is if you want to get better as an artist, it goes beyond a demonstration. 
And that's something that I've always wanted to tell artists. If you want to really learn, you have to get up under somebody. If you want to know what they do. And it can't be a three-hour demonstration because that's nothing but a demo. You want an artist to sit and then you want to be able to, uh, I mean, to see that artist in their, in their darkest times. I mean, when they're struggling. Right. You know, and, they, and then problem solving. So in painting, there's problem solving that all it, I don't care what, painting you do you you you're always solving problems so it's nice to stand behind an artist that have done it for a while and then watch them problem solve you know and you can't get i'm i'm not knocking the portrait society in that because but it's just you're getting a start of a portrait that's what you're gonna see right but to really gain what you need it's best to sign up for a workshop which i have signed up for a workshop it's a three-day workshop and uh so i'm hoping that i could pick up some more knowledge so i'm always after pick i would love to pick up some knowledge from mr simi knox oh man oh man <laughs> i um, love mr knox man. yeah 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 that's a bad yeah. boy right there yeah man i would love to pick up some knowledge from mr knox you know so yeah that's awesome man so yeah so that's kind of my i'm i'm i I mean they have it in atlanta and dc they only had it up in dallas that one time they had a bad experience uh uh, up in dallas texas and uh uh uh, so they decided so they were gonna have it up in florida i was going to florida in april oh yes yeah but because of the COVID virus, I mean, you know, that, that sort of housed everybody. So, so I ended up canceling it. And, and uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, uh, so, but I've had a chance to meet Dean Mitchell. I don't know if you know Dean Mitchell. Oh, yeah, yeah, no Dean Mitchell, yeah. I've met Dean, awesome dude, man. I've met Dean, I've met uh, Basil Watson. Oh yeah, my man Basil. Yeah, love him. Basil, Basil Watson. That's how you said Basil yeah. Watson. So yeah, so I've met him there. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's no more than Basil. I've met Sam Adequay. I, I don't know if you know him, but he is yeah, not for me. Awesome. Yeah. Oh man, he's an awesome Sam. I don't know what part of Africa he's from, but you're talking about an extremely talented brother in painting. So I've met Sam. Uh, uh, and uh, I mean, isn't that do, do you? I mean, I'm slowing down telling you because I, I'm trying to let you know that that's all that's all you're gonna run across. <laughs> that's it. So I'm staggering, I'm, I'm back to myself because we just don't go. Yeah. So I'm there, I've, I've been to six, maybe seven conferences. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I I appreciate that. If anything, from this interview, man, I, th- I think I've gotten that. You you are still searching, like even like you know, as much as I look at you as as mastering and and being proficient in what you do, you're still searching. You're still I'm always like, involved in the journal. I, I like yeah. that, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, you know what it does. So it it to me, it keeps things fresh. Yeah. It keeps it fresh to where you don't get this big head the way you think you all that. You know, you still, because uh, it's about the journey, right? Yeah. And that's something Nipsey Hussle said. Nipsey Hussle, man, that, that 
that kid was incredible, man. Nipsey Hussle basically was saying that, why would I want to go from A to Z and then miss all those letters in between? That's the journey. That's the beautiful part of getting to where you're going. They can catch you at eddiefowlerart.com and on Instagram at eddiefowler. And they can they can follow you, man. They can see your beautiful portraits, man. They can be inspired. And uh, we appreciate you sitting down and talk with us, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are very welcome. And I thank, uh, thank you so much for actually giving me the time to express myself just a little bit more, you know, because I, I, I don't do these all. Yes, that's it. Another episode of the Studio Noise Podcast. Big shout out to Mr. Eddie Fowler for coming on the podcast, giving us his time. Uh, we sure do appreciate it. That brother, man, he can paint. That's all I can say. <laughs> One day I'm going to paint like you, big dog. Uh, it might be in my dreams, but I'm going to keep trying, man. <laughs> and keep it going. Big shout out to him. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, I know you're waiting. I know you're waiting. You can't wait till next week. We'll be back with another new episode of Studio Noise Podcast. This time with Studio Noise fam, Jeremiah Ojo, returning to the podcast. He done traveled all around the world, been to the Lagos and London and all kinds of places. And he came back to tell us all about it. Uh, Connects us with the diaspora. We sure do appreciate it. Can't wait to hear from him. Uh, and while you're waiting so patiently till next week, you need something to listen to uh, while you're waiting for new episodes. Uh, I say you'd listen to this new brother that I, I discovered uh, all on my own with no help at all. <laughs> Mr. Uh, that's Lucky Day. Listen to the Painted Deluxe album. Uh, it's a great, great album. Just call, call on me Just for some conversation Come here, tell me what you're drinking Baby, you can call on me That brother Lucky Day, he's going to give you some good vibes in the studio while you're working it out. And that's it for me here on the podcast. First episode of the Summer Session going solo on you. If you like what you hear, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, why don't you hit that subscribe button? If you listen to Apple, why don't you give us a five-star review? Get us pumped up in the charts. Let everybody know about the noise. Uh, you can follow us at Studio Noise Podcast on IG. And you can send me an email if you want to continue the dialogue, suggest some stuff, tell me, uh, encourage my boy to keep going. <laughs> Let me know I'm doing all right. Then send that email to studionoisepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow my co-host, Jiggy Jazz, at niggers.supreme. Don't forget that dot. You can follow me, your boy, Jay Barber, at Jay Barber Studio on all your social medias. To all my artists out there, summer 2020. You're going to pull out the shorts. You're going to get the sundresses. You're going to wear your mask. Keep social distance and all that stuff. But uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, hopefully stuff is getting back to normal. But by all means, never, 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 ever stop making that noise. That's what you're here for, baby. It's Studio Noise. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.